As you try to stomach your Thanksgiving leftovers on Black Friday, the Jets' ineptitude continues. The fail Mary, the flail Mary, whatever you want to call it, the Javon Holland Tunnel had the Jets riding depressed through the Holland Tunnel back to New York after a disastrous 34-13 loss to the Dolphins as gangrene falls to 4-7 and seven in the season and it will now take a Christmas miracle for them to make the playoffs. Kaz and I will react to the loss. Tim Boyle's first start. It wasn't pretty. The 99-yard touchdown to end the first half. What the hell just happened? We'll break it all down on a Black Friday edition of Gangs All Here from the New York Post. What a bum. Look at the freaking scoreboard. You are not close. You play to win the game. Why can't the New York Jets ever have nice things? You're a Jets fan. You guys have to earn this stuff. You're going to have to suffer through another few years. I don't mean to sound like the get off my lawn guy, but get off my freaking lawn with that. I forgot what it's like to win football games. I mean, you can't make it up with this team. Happy Victory Monday, Jake. Only for you guys would I do this. Only on Gangs All Here. We love it. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. I'm freaking pissed off today. I'm Jake Brown. Brian Castello, my co-host, will join me in just a few minutes. Hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving with your loved ones, with your families. I did in North Carolina. I was about to get on my flight from Charlotte to LaGuardia at around noon, and I got a text. Hey, we got a free sweet ticket. You know, if you want it, it's yours. I said, you know what? Let me go on this journey. Let me land, draw my bag off. At home, Uber to the game. You know, might miss the first few minutes, but I think I can pull this off. And I did. And boy, did I wish I couldn't. Because the Jets did it again. The butt fumble on Thanksgiving. The salsa 99-yard cruise touchdown on Christmas Eve. And now, the 99-yard fail Mary on Black Friday. And that's what the Jets are giving their fans for the holidays this year. Cole, a black soul, black heart, nothing. Feeling of darkness. Aaron Rodgers went on a darkness retreat. And the 2023 Jets season is a darkness retreat in its own. Javon Holland ran 99 yards while Jets fans rode through the Holland Tunnel. Because after every home game, you leave MetLife Stadium thinking, what the hell did I just watch? And it's been essentially every game at MetLife Stadium this season that the Jets have played in. You want the list? Here you go. The first one, the Jets win 22-16 in week one, but they lose Aaron Rodgers four plays into the season, which would derail the Jets' season there because Zach Wilson couldn't do it, and on Friday, Tim Boyle couldn't do it led by Nathaniel Hackett's play calling. He might have to call that plays from the Holland Tunnel himself. Two weeks later, Jets-Patriots, the 2-8 and eight Patriots, mind you. They had no problem with the Jets winning 15-10. All right, the next week, primetime. Oh, it's Zach Wilson's coming out party. You still leave the stadium with the Jets' loss. That's two losses and a loss of your franchise quarterback, essentially three losses. All right, a couple weeks later, you leave saying what the hell just happened because the Jets beat the Eagles. And how the hell did the Eagles lose to this garbage team? 
you're looking back thinking, how the hell did the Eagles lose to these guys? All right, two weeks later, Jets had their bye. They faced the Giants. You leave thinking again, what the hell just happened? Because the Jets played a terrible football game, and the Giants handed them the game. So, yeah, that's three home wins. One where you lost a franchise quarterback. One where the Giants gave you the game on a silver platter. And the Eagles game, which Jalen Hurts throws a pick. You're like, what the heck just happened? And then the season falls from there. From four and three to now four and seven as they get spanked by the Dolphins and their playoff hopes come down to going six and oh. This team can't score six points, let alone go six and oh. They get spanked by the Chargers in primetime 27-6. They go to the Vegas and lose to the Raiders 16-12. They go to Buffalo and lose to the Bills 32-6. And they give up a fail Mary to close the half with one second left to lose today. 34-13. They get a garbage time touchdown to make the score a little bit more respectable than what it should have been. And just like that, a season where you thought the Jets had a shot for the playoffs is out the window. This organization should be ashamed of themselves. Fans go to these games. They pay good money today. Tickets to get in, you know, is a sea of Miami fans, all Miami fans, $150, just to sit in the nosebleeds. To see this crap, I gave you the rundown. You leave feeling demoralized. And I wanted to get the mic, get it out of my suitcase, and go off as a therapy session because I'm sick and tired of making this trip to MetLife Stadium, the worst stadium in sports, voted by fans, voted by players, this colossal hole, this dumpster fire stadium with terrible food. It's annoying to get to. It's a dump. Everyone gets hurt on the field. The turf sucks. It's in the swamps of East Rutherford, and the product is garbage. And on top of that, the Jets asked their fans in October, to pay for next year's season tickets. I'm sorry, but you got to be a fool to commit a year ahead to this product. This franchise is in shambles. And once Rodgers went down, it's all gone downhill. And everybody should be looking for a pink slip. Now, it's probably not going to happen because Rodgers calls the shots. But in my mind, Robert Sala has got to be fired when this season ends. The accountability is off the charts bad. There is no discipline with this team. Once again, today with the penalties, it's out of control. Nathaniel Hackett won't be fired, but my God, every week he does nothing different. Tim Boyle was not good today, but I don't want to hear you say, and I've already seen the tweets, oh, Zach should have still been the court. You had to hold Zach accountable and make a change. Joe Douglas's fault for having your backup be Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon. You want to say to me, hey, Trevor Simeon should have started today. Fine. I'm not going to argue against that. Does it make a difference? No. I think Patrick Mahomes starts today and the Jets might still lose. That's how broken this offense is. The Jets offense is broken like a McDonald's McFlurry machine. It's broken like our hearts after leaving MetLife Stadium. It's broken like your girlfriend of five years dumping you and cheating on you with your best friend. It's broken like when your parents leave you on the side of the road after you spilled Carvel in your dad's new car. It is broken. And this team is broken to the point the defense did nothing today. The offense does nothing. 
The coaching piss poor. With one second left, the Jets throw Hail Mary, and they only got 300-pound guys, and Tim Boyle can cross over like Allen Iverson, just cross them over. A 99-yard touchdown from 10-6 to 17-6, and the ball game ended right there. They should have ended the game at the half. An absolute disgrace to let Holland take that back 99 yards. Either go for a free kick, run it, try laterals, reverses, but for the play to end up in that, Salah should be ashamed. The Jets should be ashamed for not being able to tackle him. And that play was the summation of what this season is. Dead. Absolutely dead. And so are the Jets' playoff hopes. So is this season. And I don't want to hear the words Aaron Rodgers is coming back this year. Because if he does, it's for him to piss in people's face to show them, hey, look, I did it. I came back. He should be no part of this Jets season. See you next year. He needs to be here next year. But this year, Aaron Rodgers shouldn't touch the field behind this terrible offensive line, behind this terrible coaching staff, behind this terrible roster. They finally deactivate Lazar, but who do they got to replace him? Cobb and then undrafted rookies. Brownlee, Gibson, Irv Charles. Give me a freaking break. This roster sucks. Joe Douglas did a piss-poor job creating a lot of the depth on this roster. He did not address the backup quarterback situation. You saw that Tim Boyle wasn't good. I got my game with Tim Boyle. I didn't like it, but there's not much you can do. You're not going back to Zach, and the only other option is maybe you start Simeon next week. But no quarterback on this Jets roster that they have right now is leading them to playoffs. This season is a wrap, and it is an embarrassment how bad this team is. Let's bring Kaz on. I ain't gonna fake it. I'm not like a hopeless, positive person. Like you know, this this sucks. Everything about this season has gone tough. You know, it's been tough. Nothing, you know, seems like you know. And no one said it was gonna be easy, but nothing's been easy. All right, let's bring in Brian Costello, my co-host there today. Um, Cause I was lucky enough to you know be in a suite today. Shout out to Amazon Prime. The game was on Prime, and the first Black Friday game. Look at um, you. How was the food? The food was solid. I mean, I had a meatball hero, and then I had some sausage, a hot dog, um, some chips. How was the football? Uh, <laughs> let's get to that. Oh, God. See what well, I did there? My See journey, what I, did there? I was tweeting it out. It was very interesting. So right before, as I scanned my ticket to come from Charlotte to LaGuardia, I get a text my friend, hey, we have one extra ticket in the suite. I'm like, my flight gets in 150 I'm going to go home, drop the bag. If I pay for an overpriced Uber, which I regret doing now, I will get to the stadium, likely miss the first couple of minutes. I get home a story and leave my Uber 215 for literally the first time in my life. And this this stuff always happens to me because he needs to get gas. The Uber driver? Yes, that's not that shouldn't be legal. Wow. I tweeted about it and I didn't even add Uber support, but they met. They you should get like a discount for that, right? That's what I'm working on right now. They tweeted me. I didn't add Uber support and they said like, DM us your information. We'll see what we can do or something. He has to get gas. He's like, I'm sorry. He was cruising. I'll give him credit. Like after that, he was swerving and like okay. he was like GTA. But get your gas before accepting my Uber ride to New yeah. Jersey. You know how far you're going too. like. Yeah. It was it was on E. I'm like, oh, my God, this is I should have known that the day was going to be a disaster. He cruises. I get there about eight minutes left. First quarter. It was amazing. I got there that quick from a story. Did you go through the Holland tunnel? Yeah, (laughs) I I did choose the route of no no fees. It saved like six dollars and it was the same amount. 
and a Javon Holland tunnel. Yes, I, I might have taken that. I might have taken the Lincoln, uh, which is the last time the Jets won a Super Bowl. Abraham Lincoln was in office, actually. So I get to the game. Good time. Good people in there. Because every time you leave that stadium, it's what the hell just happened? Either they lose in a close and you're like, what happened? Like the Chiefs game. They lose in a blowout like today, like the Chargers. They have a colossally bad injury that ruins their season, like week one, four snaps into the year. And you're four and seven. The offensive line is terrible. The quarterback change didn't make a difference. Nathaniel Hackett might have to call plays from the Holland Tunnel at this point because that's how bad he's been with no adjustments. The coaching staff, there's no discipline. That play to end the first half, as I call the fail Mary, you had the butt fumble Thanksgiving. You had the Victor Cruz salsa. Well, the fail Mary's already been used. You can't use that, Jake. The fail Mary was used for Green Bay. I called it the flail Mary because they were flailing all over the place. That's, I like that. Let's go with the yeah, flail. The fail Mary. Mary was used in Green Bay Seattle game. Remember that time the Green Bay Seattle game with the, uh, the, the replacement officials 10 years ago? Oh, yeah. But that I feel like because it's replacement. That's the fail Mary. Count. That was yeah. called the fail Mary. Yeah, they I called, trademarked I that, the, though. I went with the flail, Mary, for this one. So. I like that. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, bodies were flailing. A lot of yes. large men that were bigger than us. Yeah. Like, how does that happen? Yeah, it's a good question, Jake. I don't know how it happens. It's the Jets. That's how it happens. I told my 10-year-old daughter when I got home about the play, and she just said, man, the Jets have no luck. And that's pretty much it. They have no luck. I feel bad for you, Jake. I feel bad for Jets fans. I know I have fun with a lot of you guys on Twitter and my quips and stuff, but I do feel bad for you guys. This is, you know, it's unwatchable football. That's what it is. It's it's like unbearable. I tweeted during the game, go, you know, go to the mall, put up your tree, go for a walk, do something. Like just watching this has to be torture when you're invested in it because I'm not invested. I just, I'm there to collect a check, but. $80 Uber, $80 Uber, give me my money back. Yeah. And I mean, people spending money on tickets, like all the money, you got a freebie, but a lot of these people are paying $200, 200 the day of to sit in the nosebleeds today. That's how expensive it was. Wow. Really? Is yes. that because all the Dolphins Miami, fans? Miami fans. I've never seen it that high for this bad of a football team. Yeah, yeah, because there's a lot. There was a lot of Aqua in the crowd. There were a lot of Dolphins fans there. I'm curious now because I don't think there's a lot of Atlanta Falcons fans or Houston Texans fans in the area. So are the next two weeks is the building a morgue? Is it just empty? Oh, um, happy meal price. It should be twenty dollars for lower level. Yeah, yeah, but it's just this year has so much. Hope there was such high expectations, and to be sitting here, I was thinking it during the warmups, Jake, which you were probably somewhere on the. Uh, I was in the Holland Tunnel, probably. You were in the Holland Tunnel, or uh, <laughs> somewhere not close to the stadium when they did the instructions. They introduced the offense, Jake, pregame. Okay, so the offense, it's you know, here comes the Jets' offense: Xavier Newman, Carter Warren, Max Mitchell, Xavier Gibson, just like. And obviously Tim Boyle, it's like, what's amazing, Jake, for my, for my job, right. Is like, we analyze this roster from the minute the season ends and through like, you know, September 2nd or whenever there's roster cuts of like, okay, this guy, they, they got this, they're doing this. And then you get to this point of the season and it's a bunch of guys who you're like, if I told you in July that this would have been the lineup, you would have been like, what happened? I'm not excusing the coaching, not any of that, but like this, the Jets are just outmanned right now, Jake, with this offense. They can't compete against good teams. Like you just, it's it's simple. It's simple. Like you're like, you're searching for answers. It's simple. Your, your quarterback is Tim Boyle. You, the guy you paid $11 million, Alan Lazard is freaking inactive because he's so bad. So you have undrafted rookies and Xavier Gibson, and Jason Brownlee, who, look, they had promising training camps and 
maybe they're going to be good NFL players someday. They're not right now. They're just not. And they shouldn't be expected to be two, number two and number three wide receivers at this moment. That That's not what you should be right now. And then on the offensive line, they've had so many injuries that they have four backups playing right now. I think Joe Tipman is a starting player in this league. The other three players are not there yet. And again, maybe Carter Warren will be one day, but he's not ready yet. Tim Boyle is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. That's what you get. <laughs> right. And the Dolphins are a good defense. They've got a good defense. They've got a great defensive coordinator. Bills are a good defense. When you run up against these teams, they're going to look terrible. And maybe there's some teams left on the schedule. Uh, the commanders just fired their defensive coordinator. Uh, I'm not sure about the Falcons, Jake. I haven't watched them yet, but you know, that that's the only hope really right now is that they, they get some bad defenses. I know Saul will keep saying, he'll, he'll say, heck, it's the guy. And you know, if Rogers not the quarterback, why not just have Todd down and call the plays at this point? You have done nothing. He gave a kind of cryptic. An- He's been giving some cryptic, weird answers. I feel like the last week or two. I don't know. I mean, you're sitting in the room. I don't know when you hear them. If you're like, hmm, that was like the answer he had about Zach. And we'll address that in the future or whatever he said about you. You remember the other day when he oh, said, Zach's future? Yeah. It was actually cut. Zach's getting cut after the season, Jake, yeah. but they can't say that right now. No, it was the question, the draft. He was like, we'll address that at a future. Uh, no, 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 no. No, he, no he, he didn't. He That was misinterpreted. He That was about the pre-draft evaluation, pre-draft process. And I think there's things they would change about the pre-draft process. Every year they go through it. I don't think, I didn't think that was, I thought that was misinterpreted. I, I didn't read too much into that. I think he just, the Zach Wilson thing, they were all on the same page when they drafted Zach Wilson. Were there people who thought they should keep Sam Darnold in January, February? Absolutely. But by the time they got to April, they were all on the same page with Zach Wilson. There was no one saying this is a mistake. So I, I wouldn't put read that as that. I think he's just saying, I think if you, you really did a deep dive into what happened when they drafted Zach Wilson, I think some of them would acknowledge now that the COVID stuff had a bigger effect on the evaluation process than maybe they gave credit to at the time. And going back to his season at BYU and then the stuff of the off season. But I think that got over, over analyzed Jake. But what about the one where he said that'd be a really long answer and answer for another day about changing play callers. That's it seems like he's got to say, and he's got a muzzle on. Yeah. I think he's going to say the players suck. I think that's what he wants to say. I think he wants to say, you guys want me to change play callers. Well, guess what? No play caller is going to do well if he's got this offensive line, these wide receivers, and this quarterback. Bill Walsh could come back from heaven and not be able to do anything. I think that's the long answer he wants to give, but he can't give it because <laughs> he can't rip his players. And so, but I think that's what he wants to say. Again today, too, with the discipline, like the late hits, like, it's. I think it was like a third down. They had a late hit. Gave him a first down. They they just every yeah, was, week uh, would be the, like the only play. The only one I thought was a bad discipline play was the first play of the game. Jake when uh, Quentin Jefferson had butted the dude. Yes. Other ones. I mean, CJ got called for a face mask that barely was a face mask. You know, his hand great just barely touched the face mask. And then the Michael Clemens thing was weird. He was just pointing. He was pointing at a guy. And he ended up hitting the referee in the face, but he wasn't. I didn't think that was bad. I, I didn't think this. I don't think that was a big problem today, Jake. They they were just outplayed, outcoached. I mean, it uh, felt like every offensive play was a dump off. Like it was just so much dumpage. Uh, it was like Even a trip fourth to- and fourteen, <laughs> like you know, seven yard game. I, he yeah. gets it out quick, which is great. But is that in the coaching? Is that Boyle just not being good? Like what is going on with these play calls? So like what they want. 
one of the things that drove him crazy about Zach was like on third down, let's say it's like third and 12. He would like throw it down the field, like for a pass that has a 1% chance of working to Garrett. If you remember the bills first series, he threw a pass on the sideline to Garrett Wilson on third down that had no chance. What they want is they want five yards on third down so that they can punt it and get, they can play field position. They do this. It's a defense. It's an embarrassment. It is. I mean, it's, it's, if you watch a functional offense, Jake, it, it looks it looks better. They just they don't have anything on first and second down that's any good. Like you you watch the Dolphins today, right? They weren't spectacular on offense. I didn't think it was like, oh my God, I'm watching the best offense in the NFL today. But if you noticed, they were always in third and three, third and four, right? You get in those downs, everything's open to you. So they would fake a little, they would fake the run. Tua would do a short little rollout and hit Tyreek Hill for three yards. And it was like, boom, boom, boom. Like they converted, I think, 11 third downs. I have to look, Jake, but I have to think most of those were five yards or less. So when you're in third and five or less, you just, the the playbook is wide open to you. Whereas the Jets are never, like, it feels like the Jets can't do anything. Even when they are in third and short, they can't function. They, They had that one. What was it one throw to Brees that came up short of the sticks? I mean, this is the worst offense I've ever covered. And that's a mouthful because I lived through the Gase years, right? I lived through some bad offenses in the Rex's latter years, you know, when Chaz Shillings was their receiver. And then there's, you know, the times with like McCown when they were, that offense was functional um, or Sam's first year with Todd, like it, there's been some terrible, terrible offenses. This is the worst offense I've ever covered, though. Well, the thing of McCown, that's a backup. Like that's a veteran. That's the guy kind of elk you want to get when you're looking for a backup. The Jets got Tim Boyle and brought Zach Wilson back. And now, you know, people are like, oh, time to put Zach back out. I don't think you're put- Zach's not coming back out. Zach's never coming back. You can argue Trevor, Trevor Simeon. Simeon. Trevor Simeon is the next step. Yeah, Trevor Simeon's the next step. And Clearly, they think Tim Boyle is better than Trevor Simeon. You know, they would have gone to Trevor Simeon off of Zach. So, but now, do you think with the extra few days here, they consider Simeon? I mean, Atlanta's pretty bad, but they're still better than the Jets right now. I I don't know. I don't know. They're not high on Simeon, but yeah, like, do is it? It's just do they just keep? But then, do they try it? I'm not sure. I mean, they. Talk I mean, it's to- worth a try, Cos, because you have to win out to make the playoffs. Now, so that when you were talking about last hope, I'm not saying they're making it. They're obviously done. But if they want some pipe dream miracle. Is it worth making a change just to say, all right, here's our last chance? The Simeon argument is just he's more experienced, Jake, right? Like he, he's he been an NFL quarterback. You know, Tim Boyle had three starts before today. Trevor Simeon was the quarterback in Denver after Peyton. He started in New Orleans, I think, when Drew Brees was hurt. Uh, maybe it was after Drew Brees. I can't remember. He started in Chicago last year. He hasn't been good, but he has been a starter in the NFL. So, you know. Maybe he's he can get this moving, but I unless you get a better offensive line, Jake, and better wide receivers, I'm not sure. You know, Trevor Simeon versus Zach Wilson versus Tim Boyle makes much of a difference. It feels like you're you're moving the chairs around on the Titanic right now. It's who's on first. That's what it is. It's it's the same thing, and it's really showing you guys that. Aaron Rodgers called the play as an audible 95 percent of the time when Nathaniel Hackett was offensive coordinator because. Maybe that's why he's in love with him is because he let him run the offense. Because I know we talk about, I want to throw the Jaguars year out the window. I know that was a long time ago. I don't even want to talk about that. With the Packers, you got to think that Rodgers 
essentially called the plays and audible all the play because I, I know Remember, they have more talent, but still. Matt LaFleur was the play caller in Green Bay. Nathaniel Hackett didn't call the plays. Nathaniel Hackett was offensive coordinator. Like Dow Loggins was an offensive coordinator under Gase. Like he was just there. Now he had some red zone. They always talk about how he, he was, you know, the red zone guy. And now they're the worst red zone team in the He's history. allergic to the word red zone. What do you mean yeah. he was a red zone guy? Yeah, he was. That's what he did in Green Bay. But like Matt, that was Matt LaFleur's offense. So that was Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. That, that's why the, you know, it, the Nathaniel Hackett thing. It's hard to see. Like, I don't know how this is going to end, Jake. This, they got six games left, but. Right now, it's hard to see how someone doesn't have to go for this. Like this is a disaster. You know, I get. I've been saying a lot. I think Rogers gives a lot of these all these guys a free pass, but you have to look like a functional NFL team at some point. There's teams all across the league who've lost their quarterback or lost offensive linemen, and there's one right that plays in the same stadium. Giants figured out a way after a few weeks. They've looked functional. Uh, you know, against the cow against the Commanders, rather they they were a functional team. So at some point, the Jets have to get up off the mat and get their legs under them and, and start playing like an NFL team again. Or I think Woody Johnson has to start thinking about changes. That's tough. And I think that first change might start with, you know, our bald friend. I mean, Joe Douglas, this roster sucks right now. And I know there's been injuries and stuff, but they've missed that. Like the the Hardman thing, it was ugly. Uh, Corey Davis, you didn't expect. You didn't get the backup quarterbacks. Um, you did a lot of things wrong with constructing this roster. And this is how many years in, guys? What is this, year four right now or five? This is four. Four, uh, going four. into five. Well, yeah, yeah, we're four years. He was hired in 2019, so it might be five seasons, Jake. Yeah, this is the fifth season. I mean, that first season really wasn't his. You know, that was yeah. McCagg's team, basically, and they won seven and nine. But I believe in Joe Douglas and Robert Sala. I think they're good football guys have I've been impressed with what they've done defensively. So like you can't you have to take both sides of the ball, right? They Joe Douglas built this defense, Robert Sala coached this defense. He's just they've just failed on the offensive side of the ball, but you know, they built everything around one player going into the season and that one player got hurt four plays into the season. So I do think you have to take that in consideration. They had really bad luck. Again, they just have to figure out a way now to make this functional. I don't think they have to be the 99 Rams, but you've got to score. You should be able to score two touchdowns in a game in the NFL. You know, if you can get, you know, get 17 to 20 points, you're in most of these games. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think Sal and Douglas need to be fired. I I don't think, I think Hacken needs to be, but he won't be. I'm just realistic about that. But I, I think the coaching has just been so terrible. They need a tougher coach. They need a better GM. Right, They've let's go failed. The They've coach. flopped. Who's a, who's a tougher, like, who's the tough coach, Jake? Oh, Belichick I mean, I, is a tough coach. But okay. he's, not, he's not coming to the Jets, although I he's do think he's going to leave New England. But that would be a hell of a story, though, if he did. But right? even Belichick, he's not yelling and screaming. And I think you guys want these guys to be yelling and screaming on the sideline and stuff. It doesn't happen anymore. I think everyone has Bill Parcells in the back of their mind, right? Because – I grew up when I grew up, Bill Parcells was the Giants coach and he was that. And then he became the Jets coach maybe when you were young, Jake, and watching football. And so I think he's the model. Bill Parcells doesn't exist in 2023 in the NFL. Like these guys, it doesn't happen. So look, I think uh, give solid credit on this one, Jake. He benched Lazard. Like that took some cojones to do. Don't we? I mean, they're paying him $11 million, right? It's so, nice, but the backups are all bumps. Like, there's, they don't have good backups. Like, I get I doing it. It's accountability, teams, but. Not many teams have good backups, Jake. That's why they're backups, right? Like, they, you backups should play one game or two games. You'll be okay with them. 
when they start playing four or five games, they get exposed. That's why they're backups, you know? And so sometimes they're young and they can get better, but they're backups for a reason. I mean, the, the, the season went up in smoke four plays into it. That's it. Like, that's it. Like this was, you, but, yes. but Kyle, you're seeing teams with backups still succeed. Obviously, I always say Dob, but you're you're a third of the league lost their quarterback, and some of those teams are still at least competing and moving the ball and scoring. That's what's yes. pissing me off. Is this? Yeah, team, yeah. It's, I agree it's, un, it's not a functional product to watch, and the fact mm-hmm. people are paying and putting their harder money to watch a product that can't do a I simple thing that. like score touchdowns is inexcusable to me. Yeah, they've got to get. They've got. <sighs> To score touchdowns and they gotta look functional. I've said that. I agree with you there. I'm not sure it's it should cost people jobs of of solid Douglas. I'm not sure they that I'd go there yet. I think I do think they deserve a year with Aaron Rodgers, Jake. I think that that was the whole plan. I think we praised Joe Douglas when he made the trade for Aaron Rodgers. I think they deserve that year with him. So I do think they're gonna get a pass on this year, but I'm with you. They gotta start looking functional. I something I like. They might have to throw Nathaniel Hackett overboard. They might have to tell Rodgers, tough, man. Pick your second best friend to be the the, the offense score next year because LeBaby Lazard could be the offense score next year. I don't know. But they. I just think it's tough to fire Salah and Douglas off of this year because it all went up in smoke for plays. And, and I get the argument that they should have a better backup. A better backup, Jake, might get you to seven wins or eight wins. It's not going to do – you're not going to win the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like – the Vikings is a nice story. They're not winning the Super Bowl with Josh Dobbs. The Colts aren't winning the Super Bowl with Gardner Minshew. Like, this isn't a Nick Foles situation where they came in late December and you can get hot, right? This is if you need a I wrote this earlier in the week. There's like two instances where you could look up where a team has like a franchise, like a Hall of Fame level quarterback, let's say, and they lose them for at least 10 games a year and have succeeded. The 1968 Colts. Johnny Unitas went down early in the season. Earl Morrill came in. They went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Jets. And the the 92-49ers, when Joe Montana went down, they had Steve Young. It's basically it. There are instances where they did okay, right? Like Matt Castle did okay with with a Patriots team that was 16-0 and the year before. <laughs> so that's like a great roster. When Dan Marino went down with the Dolphins with his Achilles, they ended up going 9-7 and and missing the playoffs. Like... Peyton Manning went down in 2011. The Colts went two and 14. Like it's hard to survive this if you lose the quarterback for the entire season, but you know, could they, yeah. Should they be a little bit better and more functional? Absolutely. I just think this season was over though. Four plays into it. I mean, this game, if you don't give up the stupid Holland tunnel touchdown, we're talking about. Yeah, we haven't talked about that, Jake. You want to give me your thoughts on that? We're talking about a 13-6 game going into the fourth quarter. 13-6. There were fans filing out at the beginning of the fourth quarter. This is a brand new game if that doesn't happen. How do you come out of that at halftime? Like, what does Salas say as they get to halftime? What speech does he make at halftime to say, oh, let's go, guys. We got this. We'll come back from this. We just gave up one of the most ridiculous, laughable touchdowns in the history of the sport, but we got this. We'll come back against an offense that knows how to motion, that knows how to call plays, that is explosive, and we'll come back and win this game. No. What were you thinking when you saw it? Because you were there for Cruz, and you were there for the butt fumble. So you've seen three historically franchise ineptitude kind of plays all in person. So this was the icing on the cake for you. And all the holidays, by the way, if you want to consider Black Friday a holiday, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Christmas Eve. What's next? Hanukkah? Yeah. Well, and you go back to the fake spike was on Thanksgiving weekend, Jake. But, you know, 1994. The Jets hate fun. They hate holiday cheer. They want to, they give us coal every year. 
I realized I, I was like, ah, it's something I've never seen before. But as I said to someone, for me to be shocked now with something I see the Jets, like someone's got to lose a limb or something because you just you see, you go, oh, yeah, yep, yep, that's probably, that's about right. You know, I do think, Jake, the post-game Monday morning quarterback stuff of like they shouldn't have thrown a Hail Mary is ridiculous. Like if they took a knee in that spot, that stadium would have exploded on him. What about a free they kick? Uh, you would be 67 you, yards. Zerline's made it from like 60. Like you could that that's a ridiculous play too. Like it's a Hail Mary. It's it's Hail Mary is not a high percentage play, but 99% of the time when it doesn't work, the ball just hits the ground or the guy intercepts it and gets tackled. Like that's it. You couldn't have thought, oh boy, if we put this up in the air, he might go 99 yards for a touchdown. Like that's insanity. We ESPN stats this has never happened before. <laughs> so like it's the Jets, it's always the time for first. I don't, but I just don't think you can second guess them on that. It was a freak, freaky play. That yeah, I, I mean, just unbelievable, and it's such a such a momentum crusher because at ten to six going to halftime, you at least have some spirit of like, all right, we're in this thing. You know, can we get a fluky touchdown somehow in the second half and take the lead? At least if you kick it, here's my philosophy. If you kick it and miss it and they try to run it back, you at least have all of your players there to try to tackle the guy. The no, Jets no, had disagree. half their team. They had four guys in the end zone. Jake, and then but you have, you have a lot of big guys on the field in that case. Like that, remember the kick six with Alabama Auburn? Like you got a lot of big guys on the field. You're not on a field goal. You're not going to have a lot of fast players out there. So. But your yeah, fast guys I, were all down the field. So once they, they were, were well, the Brees was he kept Brees back and Brees got blocked. You know, he was the one on and Garrett ran like 130 yards according to next gen. Do you want to hear my funny story from the day, Jake? Well, first off, what was the reaction of the press box that was a lot of oohs and ahs to the night? Yes, and chuckles. Oh, yeah, chuckles. <laughs> What's your funny story of the day? So I tweeted, Jake. I tweeted something. I'm I'm a little fatigued on the self-inflicted wounds storyline that we've gotten for a while now. I've heard that for 10 years at this point. So I tweet something after I one of the penalties. I said, oh, man, if, if I hear the phrase self-inflicted wounds today, I'm going to commit a self-inflicted wound. Right. Good line on Twitter. I get an email five minutes later from Twitter. Somebody reported me as being suicidal. Oh, that happens a lot these days. You got to be careful with your wording. You got to like put like an asterisk. If you say like, like self-inflicted, you got to asterisk the E that's the way around it. But that happens a lot to people. I've seen it. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh. So did I get reported? Someone reported Jake or they just, I think Twitter just does to monitor because people, Uh you know, committing suicides of, they want to just make sure. Dissolves them of any wrongdoing. If they, if they say, send me an email, I guess that's what it was. Well, I hope you don't get suspended. I hope you didn't get suspended at all. I have not been notified. I was suspended. So. Well, if you do, it's this jet season's over, so it's not like you're missing much. It's another year where December doesn't matter, January doesn't matter. Last year, at least in the beginning of December, they were in it. They were in it till mid-December, arguably. Let's address one thing too, Jake. I know Jay Glazer, who's a fantastic reporter, uh, reported Thursday, kind of said Aaron might come back. Uh, I'm not sure what Jay's exact words were. So Even I, if I they're not in the race or something? Yeah. yeah. There's no possible way he's going to play mm-hmm. football this season if – I mean, unless they I win the next two or three games. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not. They gotta, yeah. They got to win. I'd say two. I say if they win the next two games, then we start talking about the Dolphins game. Maybe he plays. I think he will return to practice. And I think that's going to be the victory for him is that he came back and returned to practice, you know, three months after 
he tore his Achilles. But if the Jets organization lets him on the field this season, after they, if they have, let's say, eight losses and they let him on the field, like, then head should roll because that's ridiculous. So, I don't think there's any way you're going to see him this season. On the I'm just day. scared that the Jets, the Jets will do the most Jets thing ever. They'll go and beat the Falcons like nine to six next week, or like eight to seven. They'll get like a safety to win the game. Yeah, and then they'll beat the Texans somehow, some way. The 13-10. Rogers comes back and gets the Dolphins. Gets hurt again. Next season's over. That would be the most Jetsian thing that they have two injuries in one season to the franchise quarterback. It's a physical impossibility of happening, and it happens. That's my fear is they tease us the next two weeks. I don't think they're gonna win because they can't score, but you know, they can win next week because it's the Falcons and they have they've been pretty crappy. Steve so, Stroud's been pretty good. So the Texans game is yeah. be tough. I don't but, think we're gonna get that flex now, Jake, after today's performance. Uh, I don't think the NFL can put the Jets on prime time. But, I'm going to be yeah. flexing at the gym, working out, avoiding this franchise. But I I don't know how I'm going to do this. I've been in like four states today. I've been in North Carolina, South Carolina, New Jersey, and New York today. So it's been quite the adventure for me. Um, so I'm I'm ready to go to bed and uh, you know take. I at least get the weekend without the Jets. Now they ruined my Friday night, but it's Sunday I don't have to worry about the Jets. And I can enjoy a Sunday fun day. What did you think of Black Friday football? I mean, the game sucks. I like the concept and I like the good people at Amazon Prime I was with. So it was a good time. Um, so I like the idea, but maybe not put the Jets on it. Uh, maybe next year and hopefully Rogers is healthy. I think it's smart. I think it's genius for them. It's a hundred million for that game. Amazon paid in a billion for the year. Amazon for the rights of these games, which is just insane, insane. I mean, a billion dollars uh, for a game. A I week. saw someone saying the idea is that it keeps people home and buying more stuff on Amazon than going to the stores. Yeah, it's genius. I mean, people, I, I don't know if it's true, but it's, it's yeah. smart, I guess. So it's the one game of the day. The, and... I would have gone to the mall at halftime today. If I was. Home. <laughs> but listen, if, if, if this was the game it was supposed to be, I think it would have been incredible. I mean, as I said, tickets already were $200 to get in. Obviously a lot of Miami fans, but it, it was a hot ticket. I know the Jets have talked to the NFL about doing being the Black Friday game every year. I don't think they're going to get that after this. But I they, they sort of like Detroit's on Thanksgiving every year in Dallas. The Jets talk to them about being the kind of the anchoring Black Friday every year. That's it's the coal. It's the it's the coal for Christmas. It's the curse of the Jets. And I'm going to blame part of this on our guy, Adam Shine, because listen to this. Adam Shine, I was listening to Mad Dog Sports Radio with my dad. He has Sirius in the car. I don't ever get to listen to Sirius because I don't have a car and I don't have Sirius. So we're listening to the car to shine. Today, he went to his first Jets game since the Victor Cruz game. He's been to the Victor Cruz game. And today he was at the 99-yard Cruz touchdown and the 99-yard Holland Tunnel touchdown. I think Adam just to get, we did try to get him on the pod. Jake yeah. explained himself. I'm going to text him because I, I'm going to tell him I heard this and I need you to defend yourself. So maybe yeah. on Thursday's preview of the Falcons game, we'll get Adam Shine on because that's insane that he's been in attendance for two NFL games and they both were 99-yard touchdowns, one offensive one defense. Next, he's going to go. It's going to be a punt return for a touchdown to end the game. You, you would have thought he'd be a week of the week one game, too. My God, the curse of the shine. Um, all right. Well, we'll be back Thursday to preview Jets Falcons. The last hope for any playoff semblance. Maybe it's the Trevor Simeon show. We should know by then who the quarterback will be. And we'll close this episode of Gangs All Year next. That'd be a really long answer. An answer for another day, I guess.
Oh, the pain. How the hell are we going to do this? Six more games, four and seven. The Jets will have to go six and oh in order to make the playoffs. Five and one if they get lucky with other teams losing. This season looks toast. And this offense is unwatchable. I mean, first downs are hard to come by. Touchdowns are an impossibility outside of garbage time. And this team is purely inept. And it's going to be a painful final six games. But we hope you keep joining us. As that says, adios to episode 166 of Gangs All Here, a Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz for helping me in producing the show. Catch up on all old episodes by subscribing to Gangs All Here wherever you get podcasts. Watch us right now on that New York Post Sports YouTube page. Give us a thumbs up below. Comment below how you feeling. I mean, how demoralizing was that Holland touchdown? You know, did he shut the game off then? How are you feeling right now about the Jets? Sign up in the comments. Tweet me at Jake Brown Radio. And listen, Zach wasn't going to make a difference today. They had to make the change for accountability's sake. Boyle came in and Boyle's done what he's done during his career. He hasn't. He wasn't very good. The entire offense wasn't very good. He had no one to throw to. And, you know, whoever they put out there, it doesn't seem to work. So you might as well just try Simeon next week. What's going to hurt now? You're down your last hope. You got to win out for some kind of miracle. Well, we hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. I got to hold my nephew, Oliver, for the first time. I met him about a month ago, but they were still being mindful of he's new. The immune system's not built up. I got to hold him. Apparently, he rolled over for the first time. It was great to spend some time with the family, be down there for a week. I saw the Knicks beat the Hornets, and Charlotte was fun. So, you know, cherish the time with your loved ones because you never know when you lose a family member, you know, you lose a pet, you lose a friend cherish the time with your loved ones and I think that gets overlooked a lot so I hope you enjoyed the meal you know I ate about 40 pieces of shrimp had a lot of turkey I am full I ate a lot did hit the gym a few times though so if you want to take a break from the Jets go work out go eat a good meal you know again spend time with your loved ones hope you all had a happy healthy Thanksgiving enjoy the rest of your weekend we appreciate you supporting gangs all here join us for the final month I'll try to line up some good guests for us here maybe not even Jets related at this point just celebrities I don't know because I don't know what former players and players want to talk about this team things got to change people got to be held accountable and we'll see what happens we'll see how this final this is the final six games. It's very important here because Salah's job's on the line. Uh, Douglas' job could be on the line. Maybe even Hackett's job on the line. He'll probably stay because of Rodgers. But jobs could be on the line here. So it's going to be an interesting final six games. For Brian Costello, I'm Jake Brown. Thanks for listening to Gangs All Here. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll talk to you next Thursday to preview Jets Falcons. Thanks for listening, everyone, and happy holidays. The Jets' offense is broken like a McDonald's McFlurry machine.